Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. So I was down in Mexico. Uh, for the last week um, and we had a really good time I gotta say this though you know cousin Sal who's on the uh, lock it in show with me on FS1 he was down in Mexico as well and so we were uh, we went with our families to a place called Shellha, which is near Tulum if you've ever been down to Mexico and I went to, uh, we went to Shellha, which is kind of like a big, um, it's like a lagoon that leads into the ocean. It's beautiful. There's a river that comes in. It's got uh, really great snorkeling. It's a very popular place down along the Mayan Riviera. Probably if you've been to the Mexico area, you might, uh, to the Mayan Riviera uh, area, you might have seen it advertised. So we went there, and Sal is there, and he's got three boys, and I've got three boys, and our wives are there, so we got a big group, and we're out, and there's all these cool things that you can do. You can snorkel. They have this monster, uh, huge slide, right, that you have to walk all the way to the top. It looks like a lighthouse. You look out all along the, uh, the Gulf of Mexico, beautiful Caribbean water there. It's a really cool place to go visit. Um, and they also have a bunch of zip lines, right like zip lines that you can sit in that you can hold on to uh over the water kids loved it everything else so we're doing a bunch of those and i am a little bit nervous about doing them just because i'm not like i'm a big guy i mean i'm six foot 180 ish pounds so but i'm bigger than most of the people that are there doing this stuff and so we do one of the zip lines and when we do it like as I as I'm like dragging down the zip line a little bit, my feet I have to hold them up right before we go off the platform, or I would have hit them. And so I get nervous about that, and I'm like, oh man, you know what I should do? I should hold my feet, make sure that they're extended, sort of parallel on the zip line as I go off the platform, so I don't hit anything. So Sal's waiting behind me. We come back and we're going to do another zip line. And, you know, this thing just drops you into the water, right? It's not like you're tied in or anything. You sit in this sort of like uh, like a chair. Uh, not really a chair, but it's like a, a little sitting area. But it's not like you're tied in, right? This is not a zip line where when you get to the other side, somebody has to untie you. The zip line just takes you into the water. Does that make sense? Like you're going down and then it just drops you off in the water. So as I'm getting let go on the zip line, I don't know what the guys do, 
but it's like they shove me into a pillar. And I'm thinking maybe these are like uh, these are like uh, guys from uh, from ESPN, and they're trying to take me out because I'm taking away all their listeners in the morning, and we're crushing that uh, that used to be that Mike and Mike show. I don't know why these Mexican guys are trying to kill me, but I swear to God, I, they they pushed me, and I went right into the pillar, and I hit the pillar hard, like on a zip line, the pillar that's holding up the zip line with my legs. And I hit it so hard, I was like, oh my God, I think I just broke my leg. I'm going to have to go. And literally, as I'm on the zip line, I'm thinking, this is excruciating pain. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, I broke my leg. I'm going to have to go to the uh, to a Mexican emergency room. I hope, it was so bad, I was like, I hope that when I look down at my feet, at my leg, my ankles that I haven't, one, torn my ACL. Two, like, I hope that there's not a visibly broken uh, uh, leg. I was like, I, I don't want to stand up. Remember Moises Alou back in the day or uh, or Gordon Hayward? Like, I didn't want to stand up and, like, my foot have be going in the wrong direction. So we hit the water, and the water's a little bit cold, and I'm cursing, and I'm like, I- I'm sitting there on the, on the little uh, uh, zip line, and I step off, and the water's so cold, and my leg is so incredibly painful that I really can't tell anything. It, it, it's it's like I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to stand on it. So I'm looking down, and the water is not quite clear enough to be able to see the foot. And you ever have like something where you get hit, and you're like, I'm not even sure if I'm going to be able to walk on this. So uh, so uh, Sal lands uh, behind me. And he's like, man, those guys are just dying laughing when you hit the pillar. And I'm like, they're dying laughing. He said, yeah, they thought it was hysterical. I said, how bad did it look? He said, it looked really, really bad. And so my leg is basically numb. I come out and it's covered in blood. And I'm like, oh man, how bad is this going to be? And I think the positive is, I don't think I broke anything. But if you look at, I only put up like two pictures. If you look at one picture my foot is so swollen, people are like, man, do you have gout? So let's be honest. I'm lucky to be alive. I don't know how it's possible. I mean, the answer may be it's Mexico. And so they, they don't like uh, test things like they do in America where everybody's worried about getting sued. But it seems like a pretty big flaw of the zip line that you could be let go on the zip line and hit a pole, right? I mean, I, I don't know if you've ever been on a zip line one of the things you trust is it's like the same way on a roller coaster. You trust that you can't get hit, right? Like, oh, okay, I'm on a roller coaster, and it looks like I might hit something, but the way the roller coaster is designed, you're not going to get decapitated, right? You know how when you're on a roller coaster and you're like, oh, my God, it looks like I'm going to hit that. Uh, looks like I'm going to hit that. Oh, and then you drop, and you're probably not really that close to it because they got to have people like Shaquille O'Neal has to be able to ride, the, uh, the the roller coaster, same as you. And, you know, he's seven feet tall, so he's probably going to be fine. So nobody's going to get decapitated because that would be bad for the roller coaster. I kind of feel the same way about a zip line. You shouldn't be able to hit a, uh, a pillar when you're on the zip line. But I hit the pillar. And I don't know if you guys, I bet everybody's done a zip line at some point. Does it surprise you that in Mexico you would be on a zip line and you'd be able to hit the <laughs> pole that's supposed to hold up the zip line? And they were laughing. They laughed at me. Sal said he would have paid the way I hit it. I hit it so hard that he he legitimately said I would pay $10,000 to have had my phone up and have video of you hitting the pillar. Wow. And maybe this is just because I've been watching Narcos Mexico on Netflix. But I feel like they took a bribe from one of your haters. You think they got paid off? Yeah. It seems like, again, the number one rule of a zipline seems like you shouldn't hit the pole that holds the zip line up. I'm not an expert on zip lines, but the number one thing that I think most people buy into, like if you're in, you know, Costa Rica and you're zip lining over the top of a uh, of a uh, rainforest like they let you do or any other country for that matter, but that's a big thing in for instance Costa Rica as you zip line over the rainforest, the number one rule of the zip line is you're not going to hit the pole that holds the zip line up. 
And so I feel like in Mexico, they have flaws in the zip line. And I can't be the only person that has been pushed and hit the pole. And I hit the pole so hard. I mean, this was like, uh, I mean, it was like running full-fledged into a brick wall. What about you, Dub? You ever heard of anybody hitting a pole that holds up the zip line? I can't say that I have, but based on the re- reaction of the guys working the zip line, they just laughed it off. I feel like you're right. I think this happens, you know, fairly often because if they're just willing to laugh it off after hitting the pole, they probably have seen this this movie before, and they know that you're probably going to be okay. So, I don't think this is a the first time this has happened down there in Mexico. I think. On this I mean, I'm not kidding. I, my foot may be broken right at the top. I don't know. Like I'm I'm sitting right now, and if I touch it, it's incredibly painful. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know that I'm going to go to the hospital and get it looked at at some point because it doesn't hurt to walk, but it was noticeably swollen for the rest of the uh, the rest can of the vacation. You, can you move it? Well, it's the part of the, like people say, can you move it? It's the part of the foot that you don't move. Does that make sense? Like if you look like, if you look down at your foot, you have your toes, like I can wiggle my toes, but it's the part of the foot that's like between the ankle and the toes right on the top of the foot like that's the part that got hit the hardest if i had hit my toes i would have broken like every toe somehow i hit like the i don't even know what what's that part of the foot even called does anybody know it's the part of the foot that you don't think about (laughs) think about the least you have the ankle you have the toes and then between the ankle and the toes you have that part of your foot where like right squarely in the middle is where I hit. I feel like I should be waking Dr. Chow up right now. Dr. Chow texted me. I should have thought to, to text him to see whether or not uh, I need to come in for a uh, for a medical procedure. But I don't know. It's like the crown of the foot. I don't even know what you would call it. Not the bottom part of the foot, right at the top. And so I got to tell you, if you go to Shell Ha, I don't think anybody should get on this zip line. And especially if you're a grown man. Like I don't think a kid would have hit the pole because I don't think the kids are big enough. Like, you know, your feet don't stick out far enough and everything else. I think you need to be my size, but it seems like a pretty big flaw that it's capable of having yourself hit in general. Eddie, you ever think, I mean, that seems like the number one rule of a zip line. You shouldn't have hit the, uh, the zip line pole. Yeah. I, uh, have you ever done a zip line? Not in Mexico. You seem like a guy who would think I don't want to do a zip line in Mexico. I, I would not want to do a zip line in Mexico, no. I trusted this because it's such a popular tourist attraction because everybody else is doing it and nobody else is hitting the pole. So I really do wonder if maybe I got somebody got paid off. If uh, if you know, like you always worry about uh, about you know, like in a boxing match, the officials getting paid off. I'm wondering if the Mexican guys were taking money. I don't have any fl- any uh, you know any feud going with the cartel or anything, but they pushed me right into the pole. And it's not like I had any pre-existing relationship with him. It's not like I had talked to him other than standing in line for two minutes and sitting down in the uh, in the in the thing. Did you go line. say anything to them after? No. Was one of them, What am I going to say? Am I going to turn around? First of all, it was a, I had to get back on the zip line. I think to go. I'm not going to get back on that zip line. You have to pay me tons of money to get back on the zip line. After the last thing I want to do is get back on the zip line, hit another pole. And then go complain. <laughs> so, no, I didn't go complain. But also, I, I don't want to be like the angry American, even though they basically tried to kill me. And I don't know who I would complain to. It doesn't seem like Mexico has, you know, like a really refined process in place to uh, to allow. And I'm like, can you sue in Mexico? Like, that's the other thing. Like, in America, people are so afraid of getting sued that they try to make it really safe. I don't even know, like, how would I have... I, I was I was legitimately terrified about the idea of going to a Mexican uh, hospital. Because the last thing you want to do is be in Mexico and have to have surgery. I was afraid I was going to get up and I was going to stand up and it was going to be like Gordon Hayward and my ankle was going to be turned the wrong way. It's only really the fact that I have bionic bones that saved me from from death here. Because the, the way that I hit the pillar, I think, again, if we had the video... I might need to get Sal on the show this week to describe how hard I hit the pillar. But, I mean, it was like going full speed into a brick wall. That's what happened, basically. To sounds me. like a Tom and Jerry cartoon where he runs into the wall or an anvil. Look, I don't want to say that... I know people were impressed that Tyson Fury got up after he got knocked down in the 12th round in the first fight between uh, Fury and Wilder. I think I think people might have been more impressed. Everybody's like, man, how in the world did Tyson Fury take the best punch that Wilder could throw? and just get back up. 
I think if people saw me hit this pillar and the fact that I was indestructible, maybe I'm like the Bruce Willis character in uh, The Sixth Sense where, no, an unbreakable, where, you know, like I just am un- unbreakable to-, to steal a phrase. Because the way I hit that thing, there's no way that I should have survived. I'm lucky to be alive. Roberto, you, these are these are your people, right? You lived in your family's from Mexico. D- d- Racist. D- double spot on that. I'm, that happens all the time. You think people get shoved into... Uh, oh, yeah. Have you done a zip line in Mexico before? I'm not white. I'm, I'm never. So you don't mine. think what you're not white? You don't think they would have shoved you into the into the? No, pillar? no, no. I'm 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 Mexican American, so no, I don't zip line. Oh, you wouldn't like you you would not trust the Mexican zip lines. Yeah, no, no. Really? No. Like if you if you go down to Mexico, you'd have been like, no, I don't think I would get on that zip line. No, I, w- I wouldn't zip line. Period. You wouldn't do it in America either. No. Nah. Because for what you just assume that it's not going to work. Yeah. Has everybody but I mean, you're legitimately have you turned down the opportunity to do a zip line? For oh that yeah, reason? I'm not doing that. No. Has everybody else been on a zip line before? I haven't, and I also turned down an opportunity to do it on a Mexican trip. You turned down the Mexican zip yeah, line? Yeah, in Puerto Vallarta, I had a chance to do it and it, it just didn't look right to me. I said no. So was this a bad decision by me to just do the zip line uh, in the first yeah. place? Yeah, I think so. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk more about uh, talk about Tyson Wild, uh, Tyson and Fury. Anyway, God, all these different names. <laughs> Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. I'm lucky to be alive. The show is off to a rousing success here uh, as I come back from Mexico. But if somebody knows what the part of the foot is that's right there, I, I don't even know. I mean, it's interesting that I'm now 40 years old. And it's never occurred to me that other than calling it the top of the foot, again, the area between the toes and the ankle, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, you know, like where you would potentially strike a soccer ball, for instance, if you were doing a perfectly uh, designed uh, soccer shot. That is the area of my foot. I mean, if I were Ronaldo or Messi right now, this would be a major international crisis. Uh, fortunately, I have survived uh, other than maybe the, the top of my foot being mangled. This is Outkick. Uh, the lesson may be, well, don't get on a Mexican zip line. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know 
think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two liter. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app. Then pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code 2PROS. New customers play 5 bucks and get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code 2PROS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Let's go ahead and roll right in to the highlights from what I thought was the biggest event going on over the weekend. Fury Wilder, Vegas fight. We're going to talk with a couple of people who were there in hour three. I loved it. I love the big fight game. I haven't ever been to a big fight. It's probably the number one thing on my, you know, sort of sporting bucket list that I would like to check out at some point in time. Uh, but there haven't been a ton of monster fights, certainly not in the heavyweight ranks. Uh, Floyd Mayweather has produced a lot of interest with his fights. Probably this is the biggest fight in terms of the amount of attention this one got. I would say since maybe when Mayweather took on Pacquiao, uh, that's the last time I remember it kind of crossing over. The UFC has had several fights that I felt like crossed over, and honestly, McGregor boxing against Mayweather even though for a lot of people that was a uh, sort of a carnival sideshow, the idea that that Conor McGregor was going to be able to beat uh, Floyd Mayweather in a boxing match. But that one also crossed over. It created a lot of interest because Conor McGregor brings a lot of interest with him. But this guy, Tyson Fury, I mean, coming into Patsy Cline's crazy, singing American Pie uh, in the in the ring at the end, I mean, he's got a lot of personality and charisma. And I thought Deontay Wilder uh, also sold this fight in a big way. But I thought it was going to be a lot more competitive of a fight than it was. Tyson Fury dismantled and destroyed him. Here's the highlights. He just said, I want to taste blood. Fury did it. Okay, so that is the highlights from the match. Now, this thing was expensive. I I don't know what it cost if you ordered it early, but I ordered it on Saturday night, um, and I think it was $80 or $79.99. 
to watch this fight. I know a lot of you might have gone over to buddies' houses. You might have been in sports bars. You might have been, frankly, illegally streaming it. Uh, I am curious uh, from uh, from from the crew here, and then I'll open up phone lines too. Eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. Did you watch? And how did you watch? Uh, I watched it in my house on pay per view. I paid the nearly eighty dollars to watch it. Uh, did you watch it, uh, Danny G? I did, and I pulled what we call on this show a dub. I streamed it on on. Uh, <laughs> on periscope so illegally yes so what did you do you just went into periscope typed in fury wilder yeah i sure did and i guess there's a trick maybe i shouldn't be saying this on national radio but if the person who has their camera on the screen if they don't focus on it too long it doesn't get picked up so i noticed the guy that was streaming it he kept flipping his camera sideways and shaking it and he kept explaining that that's how he could keep the stream going so every few minutes he would adjust his camera but you were able to watch the entire thing on I sure was there was hundreds of people on his stream watching and commenting yeah uh all right what about you dub how did you watch i was at a friend's house and we bought it legally surprisingly yeah. so we all split it up so it was you know five or ten bucks a person yeah right we, we so you had a bunch of, i think of there's a lot of people who watch it that way you go over with your buddies you have some drinks you have some food you each you know throw in 10 or 15 20 bucks whatever it is and it's not much different than a movie so you guys watched it as a group legally uh, what about you? Did you watch it, Eddie? I did, uh, but but uh, I, I guess I didn't watch it legally. I, I, I have a website from a, from a friend. Who you can, I can get pretty much anything on it. So you just went on and you streamed it through your computer illegally? Correct. So this is an interesting question, right? And so what about you, Roberto? Did you watch? Uh, I was trying to stream it illegally. I couldn't get it to work. Then I just paid for it, man. Okay, so you ended up paying for it because the illegal streaming didn't work. But just on this program... Well, there are five of us. 40% of this show is willing to admit, or whatever the math is on there, I think 40%, that you illegally streamed it. How many? I haven't seen the numbers of how many people actually bought it, but do you think that's a rough approximation of the American public in general in terms of how many people paid versus how many people illegally streamed it? Because I think this, uh, it's an interesting question in a pay-per-view era. I think the illegal streaming aspect of these uh, of these fights has become so massive that you're leaving behind a huge percentage of the overall gross that you would get based off illegal scream, uh, streaming, right? Like, I'm going to put up a poll question, and uh, I'm curious... How many people, because I think people will respond honestly uh, on the poll question. Uh, did you pay, uh, you know, watch the Tyson uh, Fury and Deontay Wilder fight legally? All right. So 40% of the show did not watch it legally. Yeah. Right? The, yeah. The other option was go to the bar, but then you they charge you a, a $30 cover charge and then you end up spending more money than the actual pay-per-view itself so that's right I, yeah. and that's the way they have to do in many bars in order to have the, the 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 fight to show they have to recoup what is a high cost for them to show it and they often are call are charging you a cover in order to get in or you have to guarantee that you're buying a certain amount of the uh of the you know food and drink there and so 60% of the show tried to stream it illegally look i'm not pretending that i've not done this before but usually if I'm going to stream it, it's like a UFC fight, and my belief is, oh, this fight's going to last like a minute. And so I don't want to you know, sit around and, and pay $60, $70 to watch a one-minute fight. But I figured that the Fury-Wilder fight was going to go on for a while, and I thought it was a good fight. So I'm going to come back around on the illegal streaming question. I'll open up phone lines again because I'm curious from the audience out there how you guys watched 877-996-6369. Uh, but would you want to watch Fury Wilder again, or do you believe that Tyson Fury, with the way that he dominated, and in, even in conjunction with their first fight, that there's not a lot of suspense for a third fight because Fury is clearly the superior boxer when these two guys fight? Based on, I mean, if you if you believe that Wilder is going to win, you're just of the belief that he's going to catch Tyson Fury. Uh, letting down his guard and catch him with that big right hand at some point yep. 
and be able to drop him. But that's a little bit like a Hail Mary, right? I mean, like it's it, it's like hoping you're going to win uh, because the opposing quarterback's going to come out and throw five interceptions, not because your team is necessarily better. Uh, and I feel like Tyson Fury, they fought what he knocked him out in the seventh round or they stopped it, they threw the towel in in the seventh round. They fought 19 rounds. And frankly, Tyson Fury has been the better boxer in 18 of those 19 rounds, basically. So to me, there's not a lot of suspense if they fought a third time. Now, I don't blame Wilder if he exercises the right for a rematch in his contract uh, because he'd probably make a lot more money off that fight than he could off any other fight. Uh, But I also don't think there's a lot of suspense. Are you guys with me at this point that you wouldn't be that interested in a third matchup, whereas I would be intrigued to see uh, Tyson Fury go up against uh, uh, Joshua, right? I mean, Anthony Joshua. I I do think that that would be a fight that I would be interested in watching because I'm now intrigued enough by Tyson Fury to want to follow his career and see how the fights go for him going forward because I find him to be a, a uh, an interesting enough heavyweight champ that I'm willing to follow him, much like if Wilder had knocked out uh, Tyson Fury, then I would have wanted to watch Wilder fight Anthony Joshua as well for the same reason. But what do you guys think about the idea of a third fight between these two guys? Are you buying or selling that idea, Danny G? I think I would pay for the third fight. I actually paid for the first one. So I guess in my mind... Why did you not pay for the second one? My entertainment dollars were already spent since you and I had that week off. Yeah, what'd you do, Vaughn, for your entertainment dollars? Strippers? (laughs) Yeah, right. No, I did Uh. not. I went to the Central Coast, hung out with extended family and friends, and I got some beach time in uh, Pismo Beach, California. By the way, we should mention this. Uh, The gentleman that we interviewed... Carl Goldman. Carl Goldman. If you are a regular OutKick listener, he was uh, trapped on the Princess Cruise Line in Japan... And then during the week we we were off, the weekend as well, they evacuated all of the American, uh, all of the Americans from that cruise ship. And I think they've since let everybody off the cruise ship. But that was a disaster. Like 600 people ended up testing positive for the coronavirus. And by the way, check in the news. The stock market is poised to drop 800 points this morning based on fears of the coronavirus spreading and I think they have issues with the coronavirus now in Iran, in Italy, in South Korea. There are a lot of different places where this uh, this coronavirus has spread. Um, and there is a concern that it is going to turn into a major global pandemic uh, that, uh, that could influence uh, things in a very negative fashion outside of China and around the world. So that is a, a story that is out there. But they brought, I believe, 14 Americans had tested positive off of that cruise ship. And they brought those Americans back to uh, to our country. And Carl was one of them who we interviewed on the program. What is the latest that you've been able to get from Carl? I believe he's in Nebraska right now uh, being treated for the coronavirus. Yeah, I texted with him just a couple of days ago. He and his wife, they were on their way to Travis Air Force Base. And halfway through that long flight, he came down with the virus he tested for a really high fever and he had the symptoms during the flight to california uh how horrible is that so they had to instead fly him and his wife to nebraska where they are now separately quarantined she does not have the virus he does his fever though has been on and off he's fortunately one of the americans that has what they're saying is a lighter version of the coronavirus. In other words, they're not sure if it's going to be life-threatening for him or not. His fever right now, he told me two days ago, was hovering around 100 degrees, and then it'll go away for a day and then come back the next day. So they're tracking him closely. His doctor and nurses are in hazmat suits. Yeah, that's unbelievable. When they come into his quarantine room. And so he's just unsure. He doesn't know what's going to happen. Obviously, prayers up for him and his wife. I hope and pray that he comes out of this okay. But, yeah, it's really scary, especially when he's thinking, I'm out of the woods here, the fever is gone, and then it comes back the next day. Yeah, right. Well, hopefully things will go well with him. But I wanted to update everybody because many people out there listening right now heard us interview him 
uh, last or the week before last, before we went, uh, we were gone last week. Uh, so you would pay for a third fight. Dub, would you pay for a third fight? Do you think there's any suspense now between Fury and Wilder? I think I would, just because, like you mentioned, the fact that Wilder, it only takes one punch for that guy. So that factor alone, you want to be able to you know, see that. And if he does pull it off in a third fight and basically tie it up, there's one draw and then each guy's won once, I mean, you'd obviously have to think there would then be a fourth fight. Right. So I, so I think... Ironically I think I enough, Tyson it. Fury probably stands to make more money if he got knocked out. Yeah, absolutely. Or so, lost yeah. <laughs> it by decision, but I don't think Wilder would be capable of winning by decision, to be honest, based on the way we've seen the seven, the 18 rounds that they fought so far. Yeah, so I think just for that factor that Wilder brings with that one-punch knockout ability, even if he's losing the fight, you know, if it's the eighth round and he's clearly not the better fighter, it only takes that one punch from him to get a knockout win. So I think just that factor alone would have me coming back for more. What about you, Eddie? Would you come back for a third fight? I would probably watch it again. I would not pay for it, though. Uh, I I agree with you. I think that uh, that Tyson Fury has, has shown he's the superior fighter. But as as Dub said, it is boxing. One punch, a powerful man. You never know what could happen. So again, I would be interested in watching a third fight, but I w- I would not pay for it. Uh, you uh, ended up paying for it. Would you be interested in a third fight, Roberto? I would definitely watch it, but definitely not paying for it. Um, yeah, I, I am. Uh, I. I would probably end up paying for it because I think there would be enough interest. But I, I, I do think that Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua probably is uh, is more interesting, even though Joshua got beaten by Ruiz. I, I think if Ruiz had beaten Joshua again, that would have been really intriguing to see Joshua uh, go up. Uh, sorry, Ruiz go up against Tyson Fury. I think that would have been an incredible mismatch. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Joined now by Todd Furman at Todd Furman on Twitter. Up early out in Vegas and uh, a couple things. Well, we're going to get into you were at the uh, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder fight uh, down ringside and we'll get to that in a second. But first, um, what percentage of people do you think streamed the Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder match illegally versus paying uh the the cost and by the way it was $80 so 79.99 I think I paid to watch Wilder Fury live uh in my house on a normal pay-per-view fashion um what percentage of people do you think watched legally versus streaming illegally Honestly, I think at least half, if not more, uh, would take advantage of some of the free streams that were out there, whether it's going through social media, finding some of bootleg channels that are out there it's just the reality of how pay-per-view works for a fight of this magnitude i think a lot of people are reluctant and resistant to try and pay the 80 bucks for pay-per-view i used to do it back in the day the biggest issue being anytime the feed got interrupted it really wasn't worth the headache but i think there was a large majority of folks that were looking for illicit streams yeah so nine thousand voters so far in the first hour of this poll you can go vote in it yourself i was curious 59% of the people who watched Wilder Fury are saying they watched it illegally. Uh, and, I, and the other thing I was saying is, I know you are around my age, uh, Todd uh, Furman. You can watch him on FS1. You can follow him on Twitter, at Todd Furman. But if you think about it, um, back in the day, I think it was a lot harder to illegally stream. You know, if you were watching Mike Tyson or Evander Holyfield or Lennox Lewis fights uh, in the 80s and the 90s, and I think the technology is almost ahead of the pay-per-view model at this point in time. Do you kind of agree with that in general? 110%. I mean, we used to try and find different ways to watch those Tyson fights, and the only time you could take advantage was when it was on HBO. Now, you always had that one friend that had the black box that had every yeah. channel known to man that was out there, but it was much more difficult to try and be able to take advantage of those events that were kind of one-offs. Whereas now, if you're smart and you look around and you hate to encourage this kind of behavior, there's definitely plenty of opportunity to watch anything and everything without necessarily paying for it. It's just a question of the headaches and how willing you are to bounce from stream to stream as social media channels shut these things down and you may miss some of the action but if it's all about the uh, idea of cost savings there's plenty of ways that you can watch a ufc boxing or other sporting event without having to shell out the 80 bucks or so what do you think about me getting shoved into a poll on the uh on the mexican uh uh you know the incline ride there 
I'm just disappointed there's not video footage of it that we could have all laughed about on Lock It In or we could have circulated through social media. But maybe it also means that SEC football is bigger than we ever imagined because you never know. It could have been an Alabama fan that was angry about your behavior down there and was looking to try and take advantage of uh, sending you to an untimely and unceremonious death uh, down on Mexican soil. Yeah, I mean, I think also the question is, would you get on a Mexican zipline? Well, that's a a brave move from you. Now, I've done some uh, adventure sports in foreign countries, but getting on a Mexican zipline, skydiving, I'm not sure Mexico would be my first country of choice to try and do all that kind of stuff. So you, my friend, are a brave, intrepid soul uh, that you know had that near-death experience, but it's a story you can tell the boys going forward. Sal said he would have paid $10,000 for uh, for video footage of me getting shoved into the pole by a uh, Mexican zipliner. Um, oh, I thought you were going to tell me Sal would have spent $10,000 to see you uh, come to your untimely death uh, at the cost of a Mexican Yeah, look, you know, it's possible he was, well. he was paying the guy, and I didn't even see it. There was some sort of... Uh, illicit transaction that took place over my shoulder and I didn't even know, wasn't even aware of what was going on. Uh, all right, so uh, we're talking to Todd Furman. You can follow him on Twitter at Todd Furman. You can watch him on Lock It In, 4.30 Eastern, 3.30 Central, 2.30 Mountain, 1.30 Pacific every single day on FS1 alongside of me, Cousin Sal and Rachel Panetta. So you were ringside. Uh, first of all, were you uh, impressed that Fox gave you good seats? I was thoroughly impressed. I mean, I kind of joked that given my performance this season on Lock It In that I was going to be up in the 300 section. They might have had me walking around the venue selling popcorn to get me close to the action. But they took good care of us. was with some of the other studio uh, talent. Uh, to try and watch that fight was blown away by the face value on the tickets of 2,500 bucks a pop. Uh, but one of those events that if you have a chance to go to, and I know it's not always cost effective uh, for folks, but it should be on your bucket list to see a major prize fight because the energy, the enthusiasm, the excitement, even if you don't go into Grand Garden Arena or any of these spots, you could feel fight night throughout the MGM Grand. Uh, so you got not only one seat, but you got an and one, uh, an additional seat. And uh, you didn't take your girlfriend. You took a buddy. What, how did that play at the house? You know what? It's the, the reality of things. Talk to one of my buddies who's gone to these prize fights forever. He said, I've taken my wife in 10 years of marriage to two major fights. He told me you got to work up into that particular spot. She, all, all things being equal, though, she had no real interest uh, in going to the fight other than to kind of see the spectacle. And it's one of my longest-standing friendships that I've had. 38 years I knew my buddy. But the irony was he booked this trip to come out to visit months and months ago before the fight was even on the calendar. So he kind of lucked into this spot more than anything else. But I think he was equally blown away. And we'd all have grown up sports fans. But it just has such a different feel. And I think until you go to a UFC or a boxing event, It's not like watching a baseball game, a football game, an NBA game, because you at least know how long regulation is going to last. It's essentially sudden death as soon as you get into the venue, that it's one punch, it's one shot, and that sporting event could be over in a moment's notice. So at least this went six-plus rounds, but you really feel for folks who are Conor McGregor's last fight and didn't get to see that thing go on for more than a minute. So what did it feel like as Tyson Fury comes in to Patsy Cline's crazy on a throne of all? things uh and then you've got uh, Deontay Wilder coming in looking like the mass singer ironically enough in a you know full body sort of costume uh what did it feel like uh in that arena as those guys made their entrance for what's t- felt like a 20 minute process to get them into the ring you always try and watch the body language and regardless of the sport whether it's the middle season, uh, the middle of the regular season baseball game or Super Bowl, to try and figure out how these athletes are going to perform in that particular moment. I didn't ever anticipate in my wildest dreams that someone could come in looking as confident and as calm as Tyson Fury because you don't come into that song unless you've identified something on film or feel that confident in your game plan that you're going to be able to go out there and execute. He milked it for everything that it was worth, waved to the fans, kind of looked at his gloves, and you could see that he was comfortable with what was going to go on a few minutes later as soon as they dropped the gloves or as soon as they knocked gloves and went after it. Whereas Deontay Wilder got to the ring, you could feel a little more nerves maybe or that level of focus. But honestly, after that bell went for round one, those two were not on the same level whatsoever. We knew going into it, Fury was going to be the more polished fighter. But I don't think any of us really assumed the conditioning would be up to snuff. Deontay looked ill-equipped to try and do anything that Tyson had for him. And then 
you know, probably a few rounds later than I actually thought, having watched the first few rounds, Tyson Fury's corner thankfully threw in the towel as he dealt with a ruptured eardrum and a variety of other things coming as a result of the battering he was taking at Fury's hands. From a gambling perspective, initially Tyson Fury was the favorite, and then money started to come in in a big way on Deontay Wilder, and he ends up the favorite. So, from your perspective, is that like sort of American jingoism where as the fight gets closer, Americans in general tend to favor our favorite uh, local fighters over the foreign guy? He was obviously fighting on American soil. What do you attribute that line move from Tyson Fury, who clearly was the superior boxer and fighter in this uh, in this match, going from the favorite to an underdog based on uh, the money continuing to come in? Yeah, 110%. Uh, I spoke to books uh, throughout Las Vegas on fight day, and they said about eight out of every ten tickets coming in of all denominations were on Deontay Wilder, which is pretty crazy to see because I talked to our Foxbet colleagues overseas as well, and they said they were seeing a similar ratio, but on the other side of the fight for Tyson Fury. So for these kind of events, patriotism and everything else does play a major role. But when you look at that number, Clay, you're spot on talking about Tyson Fury opening a short favorite he ultimately closed right around plus a dollar twenty, which is extremely rare. Knowing that professional betters were on Fury, books just didn't have enough money that came in on him for them to hold their position. So ultimately, they had to continue to move the number. And anyone who watched that fight, uh, you, there's no way you would have been able to tell that Deontay Wilder should have been the favorite. Which begs the question: How aggressively do they have to open the number if these two get in the ring going forward? I talked to some odds makers who believe it could be as low as one to two at minus two dollars. And some who could think it could be closer to one to three, depending how Tyson Fury fared against Anthony Joshua. Should that be the next heavyweight fight we get before Wilder Fury three? Uh, do you think Wilder will want to go back into the ring next against Tyson Fury and exercise his option, or do you think he might pass on it? Want is one thing. The amount of money that's in the contract, I think he has to take it. And if you have the heart of a champion, regardless of how you perform there, I think he's got to go back to basics, figure out a game plan, and begin to work on his technical approach. Because everyone talked about it going in, and they fell in love with Wilder's right hand, which is extremely scary. But if you go in with just a fastball and you don't have a curveball, you don't have a changeup, Tyson Fury doesn't get enough credit for as polished as he is as a boxer. So Deontay Wilder's going to have to figure some things out, and he may have plenty of time to do so. But I think we're going to see these guys again because there's just too much money at stake for Wilder to pass on. What do you think about the Carol? I, I know you played uh, goalie in, uh, in uh, high school and then in D3. Is this a longtime dream of yours to be the emergency goalie like the Carolina Hurricanes, as, as the, the Zamboni driver who came in? <laughs> It would have been a long-time dream at the age of 25. Uh, the thing is I'm rapidly approaching the age of 40. The idea of going out there and stopping a 90-mile-an-hour This guy's over shot. 40. Oh, what's up? This guy's over 42. That's what I was going to say. He's been in sh- – well, shape is a relative term. I actually have not put on my gear to go out there and stop a puck since my junior year of college. So uh, I'd be real reluctant to try and get out there, even if the opportunity was presented itself at a Golden Knights game somewhere down the road. Uh, so as much as it would have been a dream back in the day, I'm not sure I'd put myself at harm's way. But what an incredible result. He goes out there, gives up the first two shots. The coaching staff and players for Carolina tell him to chill and relax. Goes out there, performs, and sticks it to a team that he'd been intimately involved with with the Toronto Blues, uh, Toronto Blues, Toronto Maple Leafs, pretty crazy. And the media buzz he's going to be on over the next 24 to 48 hours, that's mind-boggling as well. But one of those rags-to-riches type stories that he's going to be able to tell his wife and his kids for years to come. Do you think he's been aggressively rooting for both goalies to get hurt for a long time? I mean, that's the, it's like, I think it's a little bit like being uh, in the, uh, you know, the, the guy who's not sitting for the State of the Union address. You don't really want a bomb to go off that makes you the president you know the designated survivor but a part of you is like it would be kind of amazing if I ended up president while you know a bomb went off during the state of the union address and that guy has to be rooting in some way for there to be double goalie injury so he gets to go in it's definitely that lone survivor mentality in the back of your mind the competitor goes yeah I really want my shot and then you start to think about it and go you know what I don't know if I necessarily want this to happen, but in that case, it took the perfect confluence of events for both Carolina Hurricanes goalies to go down. Uh, and you know what? To his credit, he got up, 
stepped up to the plate, performed, but I'm sure on some level at 42 years of age, he never anticipated he'd be out there making his NHL debut, especially wearing Maple Leafs colors for a visiting team. Uh, outstanding stuff as always. Todd Furman, uh, I'll see you later on the day on the show. By the way, this Hakkasan trip and having your buddy in, you can barely talk right now. Are you going to be able to do television later? You know what? I'm going to use you as my role model, Clay, and I'm going to power through our show. And the fact that I only get to talk for about 37 seconds every episode because you love to go on these four- to five-minute soliloquies about stuff that none of us care about, I think I'll be able to gut it out today. Good to hear. Uh, that's Todd <laughs> Furman. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Going out to Vegas for another guest, first ever back-to-back Vegas guest, Kevin Ioli, who writes at uh, Yahoo Sports and was there for Wilder Fury as well. Kevin, I think it's the first time you've been on. appreciate you getting up early with us. Uh, Big-time fight night. You were out there in Vegas in the arena. What did it feel like, and what does it signify going forward? 
I'll tell you, Clay, that was one of the best atmospheres I've seen at a fight in a long time. Uh, the people were into it. The uh, promoters did a great job with the presentation. Uh, it was just too bad that uh, the fight was so one-sided. Uh, but I think it was a significant night for boxing. They they did well. They set a record for uh, gauge for heavyweights. They, I'm sure, have passed one million on pay-per-view. And now we're set up for a fight for the undisputed heavyweight championship. Uh, I think uh, the fight to make right now is Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua, and that would unify the belts. And we are set for that. So I I think from a boxing standpoint, if you're uh, one that's concerned about the business of boxing, everything went about as well as could be hoped on Saturday. So what is the Ante? Wilder do now? He's 35 years old. He took a pretty good beating from Tyson Fury. He's fought now 18 rounds against Tyson Fury. Probably lost 17 of them ish, uh, depending on who exactly scorecard you're looking at. What is his play? And then we'll get to Tyson Fury in a sec. But I believe he has the right to get a rematch uh, under, under the contract. What do you expect him to do? Well, you know, I think it's going to be hard for his team to convince him not, but I think they got to do everything in their power to say, hey, you know what, the thing you need right now is rest. You know, he's been very active uh, fighting. This was his third fight uh, in a year, and for a guy uh, of his caliber, that's a lot. You know, I think he's better off just taking some time off. He's, you know, he's had four fights in 14 months. That, that's a pretty busy schedule for a, an elite heavyweight. I think he needs to take a little bit of time off pass on this. And You know what I think would be best for him is, you know, Andy Ruiz lost to Joshua, the former heavyweight champion, Andy Ruiz. That'd be a great comeback fight for him. You know, have the two champions fight, it would get a little bit of interest. Both guys are knockout punchers. But come back, you know, in that October time frame. I think that is the thing to do. But right now, I just think he needs to, you know, let his body recuperate. He's been through a lot, and, and he was complaining about leg injuries. Let his legs heal. Let his, you know, everything heal up, and then come back later. Don't don't take this rematch, because you can get it next year, and, and you can do you know he can do well but i think he has to really let everything heal right now what are you hearing about the significance of his injuries it looked like a ruptured eardrum not a doctor but it looked like a uh, a pretty bad beating that he took have you heard anything about his physical recovery yeah, I did. I, I spoke to the doctor who treated him yesterday, and I agree with you. I thought that he must have had a ruptured eardrum based on the way he was falling around the ring, but he did not. Um, no broken jaw, some people speculated. No broken eardrum. He had uh, a, what they called a contra cut in the ear, a two-centimeter cut inside the ear that was uh, required seven stitches, and that was it. Uh, he was... Uh, packing up to go home last night, otherwise fine. Had complained about a little bit of pain in his legs, uh, but he had that supposedly going into the fight. Now, of course, he never told us that, but that was the word that came out afterwards. But really, um, he came out surprisingly well given the beating he took in the ring. What about Tyson Fury? Uh, this guy had a big stage, and he performed from the moment he came into Patsy Cline's crazy on the throne, uh, about as uh, as big of a star turn as you could possibly hope for. Dominant performance. What happens for him now? Well, I think what he did was he clearly established himself as the number one heavyweight in the world. You know, I wrote a column before the fight, Clay, saying I thought the winner would be number one, but I thought that would be in dispute, right? And I was just making my case before it happened. But when you saw the fight and you saw the epic walkout that he had and everything that he did, there is no question right now that he is the guy in the heavyweight division. And and I contrasted him to Anthony Joshua. When Joshua fought Ruiz in the rematch, he was timid, he was afraid, he 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 fought very conservatively, and it was anything but an entertaining fight to watch. You look at what Tyson Fury did. He he arguably won that first fight. And instead of saying, you know what, I'll just do the same thing I did the first time, he said, the judges didn't think it was good enough. I'm going to go forward. I'm going to back Deontay Water up, and I'm going to knock him out. And that's what he did, and it was hugely entertaining, both from the walkout standpoint, his interview standpoint, and then, of course, most importantly, what he did in the ring. So, you know, I I think Tyson Fury has made himself the man in boxing. He's going to dictate what happens. And I think whereas, you know, 18 months ago, Anthony Joshua had all the power, and if Fury wanted to fight him, it would be on Joshua's terms. That uh, has flipped right now, and Fury is now in command. We're talking to Kevin Ioli. You can follow him on Twitter at Kevin I. He's out in Las Vegas. Appreciate him getting up early with us. Writes at Yahoo Sports. Um, so Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury. What does that fight look like? 
You know, it's it's a similar fight to what we saw here. Two gigantic guys, Anthony Joshua, six foot six, two hundred and forty five pounds, Olympic gold medalist. Uh, I think it's going to be particularly crazy because these are two of the most popular fighters in the UK and in the history of boxing over there. I mean, they're both hugely popular. Joshua's drawn eighty ninety thousand, so the Brit fans uh, are really going to be into that. But I think it's going to be a, a, a intriguing fight because once again you have boxer versus puncher. I think uh, Wilder is a better fighter than Anthony Joshua, but Joshua uh, does have that power. He's a little bit different style than Wilder, and he, he's a lot uh, more traditional style than Wilder has. So as a result of that, you know, he might be a little bit different kind of a test for Fury. I think Fury would box him. I think you'd see Fury using that jab and you know, using angles and the way that he didn't feel like he had to do against Wilder the second time because Wilder, Wilder was so difficult. Uh, he had to neutralize Wilder by backing him up. You don't necessarily have to do that with Joshua. You have to box him, and I think Tyson Fury has the ability to do that. Where would they have that fight? You mentioned they're both huge British stars, and obviously that would be a fight that England would want, but the time zone doesn't work as well uh, for the American payday. Is this a Vegas fight? Where would you anticipate a fight like this happening? Yeah, I, I think that there's a good chance that that could happen in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas uh, where the Raiders play. Um, I think that the, the reason, the number one reason I don't think you put it in the U.K., even though they could draw 100000 at a stadium over there, is the gate would be different. Uh, yeah. I don't think they could charge the prices that you could charge here in Vegas. They, the top ticket Saturday night was 3500 and if I'm, I don't remember exactly, but I believe that uh, the low-end ticket was 400 and that just is not doable over there, but that is doable here. And I think that they could put that uh, down at Allegiant Stadium and draw over 60,000 people and, and have a massive Gate. Uh, so that would be my expectation. That's what Tyson Fury wants to do. Um, you know, he, he, he's called Vegas his second home now. He's fought his last three fights here. And I think that's probably the more likely scenario. Any possibility that a place like Saudi Arabia or one of the Middle East, that was one of the things that happened with Anthony Joshua against Ruiz was that fight was going on over there. And I think as a result, I think it was during the same time as like the SEC championship game uh, for college football as well. It kind of detracted. This time frame was perfect, right? February is the perfect time for a big fight to happen. Uh, Any fear of that? Well, I think you know. I think there is a possibility that they're they're going to make a big bid because that will be such a huge fight, and the Saudis can put money forward that really nobody else can do. So, but I think for something that you alluded to earlier, the time doesn't work. I mean, that's going to make it hard on the pay per view. If you're going to maximize the pay per view, and if they sell it right, and if Joshua cooperates, I mean, the thing you had with Wilder and Fury was two guys that love to promote, that are great talkers, et cetera, et cetera. Joshua, not the same way, more of a reserved personality, not a guy that likes to get out there and talk to the media, not a guy that likes to do a lot of promotion. So if you're going to maximize the pay-per-view, you have to put it somewhere where it's going to work for the biggest audience, and that's here. And I think it's basically uh, New York or Las Vegas, and I don't think they can get as big a gate in New York as they can in Las Vegas. So to me, Las Vegas would be the place that uh, makes the most sense. We're talking to Kevin Ioli. Read him at Yahoo Sports at Kevin I on Twitter. Last question for you. I put up a poll on Twitter and said, if you watched Wilder Fury, how did you watch 41% say legal pay-per-view, 59% say illegal streaming, over 11,000 votes in this poll. Quickly here, is this a big topic of conversation that you hear about the the, the, the amount of illegal streaming? Huge. I, I've written about it a lot, uh, and illegal streaming is probably even bigger than 60%. I mean, the promoters talk about it all the time. They're doing everything they can for piracy, but it is a massive thing, and it's one of the reasons why you don't see the really big pay-per-view numbers anymore, like you saw with Mayweather Pacquiao, because so many people steal the fight. Outstanding stuff, Kevin. Appreciate you getting up early with us. Thanks, my man, at Kevin I. We'll talk to you again as this uh, Joshua and potentially Fury fight comes to be. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it product availability just one part that makes o'reilly stand apart the professional parts people oh, 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 
At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. 